Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. And we've got a new flashy logo up there. That corner, that corner, that corner. It even says we're live. Um, I am joined tonight by... Um, uh, a partner in crime, the man who got me in a right state on, on Sunday, um, Trevor, I blame the Camden. Hello, Fergus. Hello, everybody. Listen, Fergus was in a right state on Sunday, but it was none of my doing. Totally self-inflicted, let me tell you. Hilarious episodes at the Emirates um, after the game. Very enjoyable, though. Great company, but I am not taking any blame for it. It's not happening, Fergus. <laughs> Corey, we're back in. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. Glad to be back. What's with Team USA? Um, you know, my guy, Tyson Fury, conquered this country right here on um okay. on Saturday night. So I thought I'd wear this just to, you know, celebrate his win. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair enough. And the heating's on up in Scunthorpe. He's no hat on. How are we doing? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good. And I, I liked uh, Wilder's excuse, by the way, Corey. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, yeah, the heavy suit. Um, yeah, you know what? Wilder's 40 pounds. 40 Wilder's my, pound. Wilder's my guy as well. I'm a big fan, but I'm like, mate. Yeah, just... whatever. He's full of windmills. If, even, if it's, even if it's true, don't say it. You know? Nah. Nah, 40 pounds won't ruin him. He only walks 100 metres. It's that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, to be honest, it, it was it was a feeble excuse, but I'm not a boxing aficionado. I did get up at four o'clock in the morning rather than should have got five. Uh, and I, I, I think that might have accounted for some of my um, my uh, video evidence um, of me standing out by Tony Adams singing 49, 49 undefeated with Dan uh, at half past seven on on. Uh, on Sunday evening, after I was force-fed Camden Lager by uh, uh, Trevor. I don't like Camden. I was all right on the Budweiser, but you forced me on the Camden. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. It was all my fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a couple of shout-outs I did want to do. Um, it was Terry's birthday. So, again, another reason for having a few beers. Um, we had Rebecca there as well with us, who was a, uh, an Everton fan, and uh, she was waxing lyrical about how good Theo Walcott is and Alex Awobi is, and you know, <laughs> hey, and we were at Tim and Carol, um, and also a shout out to a Manchester uh, fan, um, Donna's mum, called Alison. Apparently, I've got a, a silky voice, so this is for you, Alison. I am the Barry White of Ireland, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Move on. Alison happens to be my mother-in-law, and I know she's she's not the best at hearing, so, yeah. Cheers, Trev. Thanks. I, I need all the compliments I can get, you know. I need all. all. I, I, I need to... No, stroke my ego an awful lot more. Uh, Sammy in the chat is saying she can't hear anything. Refresh your screen. It might come up. Uh, it's all working fine at this end, and everything's looking okay at this end. So we're going to look in this order. We're going to look at the Everton game first, uh, because that's the one we were at at Sunday. And then, Trevor, you were out at the Olympiacs game last Thursday, which we've done a couple of bits and pieces um, on YouTube and Facebook and, and Periscope. Um, 
uh, on Thursday morning and Thursday evening. And uh, you're going to the game on tomorrow night. Unfortunately, I'm not able to get to the game because I'm away with work, but um, there are people taking my taking my seats. Um, three games in seven days. They had, they had a couple of weeks off. So, you know, it was it was always going to be tough. Corey, what did you make of the lineup, first of all? Um, interesting in that Ceballos kept his place. Um, yep. Saka started on the bench. Um, Abamyang on the left again. And Ketia obviously getting another start. Um, so it was interesting. Um, but, you know, Saka ended up coming on and he ended up being sort of pivotal in the win. So maybe he wasn't the best um, selection um, because Klesniak wasn't really doing anything up until that point. Um, but hey, look, it, we had we got off to a slow start, but, um, you know, got the win in the end. So I guess, you know, it was, it was the right lineup. And Klasniak is, Klasniak is now out for a few games. I don't know how long, but they're talking about quite a serious injury with a shoulder in, injury. Did you think, Mike, did you think he was, did you think he was um, doing any, doing anything? What did, what did you make of the, what was he on there for about 11 or 12 minutes? What did you make of the small cameo performance he had? He won't be missed. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet, nothing to say really. No, it looked like a bad fall, so hopefully he's all right in that. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, I can't see him being missed. I can't see why they replaced Saka, to be honest. But it's just the way it goes. But yeah, it was a bad fall, and he looked like he hit his head quite hard. So maybe not some sense into him a little bit. You know, I don't know. Okay, Trev, what did you make of that uh, lineup? And you know, Ozil and Sabias in the centre. What 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 did you make of that in the midfield? Yeah, much like much like the last game in in Olympiacos, Fergus. I am. Um, I've got no problem with any selections he take, picks at the moment. You know, he's. Uh, they all seem to have upped their game, and, and in Arteta, I trust. Um, I was gutted that Saka didn't start, as you as you know. I mean, um, I was. I, I, I don't mind Kalasinac, unlike most people, but um, I was surprised Saka didn't start. But then again, he's only a kid, and I do really think we said it when we saw the game announced last week. Um, I think he was probably thinking, I'll give Saka a rest. We want to win the game on Thursday. And then we've got a game again on, on Monday in the FA Cup. Two big opportunities to get into uh, into, into Europe. They, those ways, and it wouldn't surprise me. Well, I'll be very surprised now, especially with Kolasinac being injured, if Saka don't start these next two games, in these next two cup games. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think, I think yeah, the thing with Saka, that, with Saka in particular, I think, he doesn't necessarily want to be playing as a left back. I think he wants to be playing as a as a winger. Uh, so with having a um, a fully fit and available left back, they had to put um, they had to put Klasniak on the pitch. I think, and I think it would be the same scenario we talked about. I think last week um, uh, when Tierney comes available, they'll 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 put Tierney in that position. Forty nine seconds, forty nine, forty nine, and we nearly got defeated. Um, 49 seconds to concede. We got caught really cold with that Calvin... I was going to say Calvin Klein. I've said it so many times. Calvin, Calvin Lewin goal. Um, Corey, uh, what did you make of the goal? Calvin Lewin is, you know, quite a handful of a player. And Ancelotti has got the better off him uh, recently. Take, got the best out of him recently. Yeah, no, well done to him for taking a chance. I think it was um, more... Uh... That's been poor defensively that, that led to the chance. 
So, um, but well done to him for capitalising on it. But we still need to look at ourselves and, you know, we need to defend better from, from set pieces. Definitely, though, he shouldn't have got to that. That, that, that should have but, got cleared. But do you not think on the whole that we seem to have been better defensively? Like, I, I, over the last, what, we've got 10 games under Arteta now um, in the league. And, and over the last three or four games, I, I've seen a bit more defensive structure that you know where... The, the, the back four are okay. It might have been thrown out a little bit by having Kalashnik uh, in. Um, the do you, do you not think that defensively we've actually improved? And we have, we have improved, and you can see like Mustafi's got his confidence back. He's he's confident enough to dye his hair now. Um, <laughs> so you know he couldn't have done that before, you know. But he's you put, he's put a few um, performances together, and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> he's he's. Um, it's going blonde but we have improved we have improved but that doesn't mean that we're allowed to to concede really easy chances every now and then we need to you know be consistent um defensively and i that I, that wasn't a goal i was happy to concede sometimes there's nothing you can do about it but then i think our positioning wasn't great and you know we could have avoided that goal okay mike John Walsh says Mustafi has been like a new signing since Arteta. I know you're a big fan and I know you have a phrase which we're going to get printed on T-shirts and everything. Um, uh, <laughs> well, need to be gone in the summer. <laughs> Actually, there, there was talk of him saying he, he, he may be extending his, his term at, at Arsenal. Um, what have you thought of his performance of late? Uh, we saw him, he had a good game up at Burnley. He had a reasonably good game again. Uh, on Sunday, he's had a good game out, out in in Athens. What's your thoughts on it? Because you're you're not his biggest fan, obviously. No, I'm not, and uh, I um, well, I think to what we were saying a minute ago, I just want to go just point that out about what we were saying a minute ago. I think last the, uh, the Everton game was the first game that I've noticed that we've had a real big test on set pieces, and every single one that was against us looked like a worry. It, you know, after the first goal, it was like a panic stations. You know, people want lining up straight. People want getting in uh, where they needed to be in defence and stuff. There was gaps all over the place, even on a few other ones. Oh, 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 over the course of the game, there was still gaps in places where there shouldn't be. So I think that was a real big test to us against Everton, and obviously it showed. And that's where I think it's <clears throat> that's where I think we're still struggling in set pieces. We're not really pulling up that defensive duties and not pulling up the lines and not there's no leader there to shout at him to tell him to where to go I think Leno a couple of times had a go at a couple of people which I found was brilliant uh, through them set pieces but as we're saying about Mustafi yeah he's stepped up a bit and it's uh, well what can I say it's about time and it? it's about time he stepped up but there is them mistakes still in him he still does the odd mistake and uh, fortunately so far these mistakes haven't costed us really a goal and I think as soon as that mistake happens when it's going to be inevitable uh, once that mistake does actually happen and it it does con it causes uh, concedes as a goal, then I think it's just uh, the tide's going to turn on him. Uh, turn on him again, sorry. And uh, Trev, we talked about Saka. Saka had gave a great assist for Eddie's goal. Um, let's talk about the assist first of all, and then talk about Eddie's goal itself. And who did it look like? It looked it, it, well. I'll leave it to you, Trev. What what did you make of Eddie's goal? Oh, it was a, it was a classic. It was a classic Arsenal goal, wasn't it? It, it was lovely play beforehand, and and the finished was uh, 
was was, was just reminded me a bit of Wrighty, actually, the finish, the way he was in there, just sneak on the end of it, put it away. I just, boys, I can't move on without going back to Mustafa, you know. Mike, you were absolutely right to give him a hard time. And I, you know, and I agree with you. But when a player pulls his socks up like he has over the last few weeks, we've got to give credit as well, as as well, as well, you know. And uh, I'm very happy with him. And I've had a few beers. And wasn't, Corey, you, you mentioned it just now, mate. Our first goal that we gave away early, wasn't that a mistake by Louise? Didn't Louise miss the head of clearance? I think it was both. Was it? If, you, if, was you look it, way, yeah. if you look at the way the I, ball I fell, sure. they, but no, yeah, the, their, their positioning wasn't great, either of them. Too far apart. Yeah. There's a wide gap that Kevin Lewin um, exploited. Massively exploited. Exploited. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I just want to go with what you were saying there, Trev. I think, uh, I think Richard's yeah. hit the, but, the uh, nail well, on the edge. Well. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. What um, you got to remember as well, boys, is... <laughs> We, we have to, hang on, Trev. Hang on, hang on. We have to explain. Trev is um, Trev is, is is in a caravan uh, on in the Lincolnshire countryside at the minute on on his son's farm. So his broadband is not the best in the world. So there is a slight delay. So let's see if we can get Trev in. Go on, Mike. You say what you're going to say, and then Trev go. So Mike, go. Uh, what you? I'm just going to repeat what Richard's just said on there. It's the the defense looks better it's... because they have more protection in front of them now, and I think I think he's right there. I've, I've noticed through the last couple of games with uh, Xhaka and Ceballos, they don't tend to run forward that much. Uh, they're always there. That double pivot is working really well at the minute, and that you can see that burn with our defense. Trev, do you want to go on that? S- sorry, boys. Yeah, my my. Yeah, sorry, boys. My internet is a bit, bit, bit delayed, isn't it? But, but, but my, I couldn't agree more with Mike and what he's just said there. The, the midfield working hard. He's, of course, it's protecting the back, the back three, you know. And uh, long may it last because that, that's what other teams have been doing all season, you know. And and now I'm, our midfield are picking up and doing the same. I mean, all of them. None, they've all picked their game up. Even Ozil's running around like a chicken and and. And the the work that Alabama Yang does, you know, now up and down the field is amazing. You watch him for five minutes during any game over the last couple of weeks. It's been fantastic. So, yeah, uh, uh, of course, that's right. The midfield are playing better, putting in more effort levels, and so the defence are, are going to be more organised. And don't forget, right, we've given an early goal away against a side like Everton that are above us in the league. They've got the best manager in the world now working with them and organising them. And we stuck with it. We didn't capitulate and we came back and we managed to win the game. Some might say slightly lucky. I might say you need a bit of fortune to win any game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with it all going at the moment. I am absolutely happy. So many many Gooners missed the the the, the opening goal that uh, Everton scored in forty nine seconds because of just getting into the into the stadium and everything else. We went. I missed it. Well, uh, and I was watching on that? TV. That's an even I missed that. Missed it. Yeah, I, yeah, I exactly. just turned it on. I thought I was about. I was like five minutes behind on bloody telly. I was like, oh, quick, get it on, get it on. Oh, oh, oh all right, <laughs> one nil down already. And, and we got the equaliser, obviously, with with Eddie's goal, which I thought was excellent. Just the way he got up and leaped for that goal, it looked Burkamp, it looked, uh, it looked Henri. It just, it was really spectacular the way he leaped up for that goal. David Louise though came in with a great assist for Abamyang's goal. You know, how much has he improved, David Luiz? A player that we were going, Jesus Christ, he's a 2 out of 10, won uh, most games and maybe a 10 out of 10. I'm seeing a lot more 8 to 9s, uh, 7s and 8s maybe, as a consistent 
sort of he's been very consistent in the defence alongside Mustafi, and 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 now he's moving up the pitch and assisting Abamyang. Um, Corey, it was a good assist. It was good, but we know he can do that. That's one of his his attributes. Um, playing from the back, um, long or short, but really good uh, sort of you know long passes. Um, he can spot forward runners. So. Um, Defensively, yeah, he's, he has improved. Um, I would say that <clears throat> we've had a a decent run in that we haven't, you know, we haven't faced a Man City or a Liverpool. Um, that's really going to sort of see where we are defensively. Um, but from but what we from- f- facing Everton was as close as we were going to get to uh, one of the top sides in the sense like you know uh, and Everton, Everton have done all right listen Everton were where we were um at some point you know they weren't playing great they had to sack their manager um Ancelotti's come in he's obviously improved them but I'm not putting them up there as like you know uh an elite team they've done all right but it's Calvert-Lewin who was he you know before Ancelotti got there you know what nobody rated him as a as a top yeah, striker but you talk about Ancelotti and people have said who was Arteta and we should have had had Ancelotti instead of Arteta. So, you know, that was almost a test as well. It was a test of managers as much as it was a test of teams. We're both teams probably on on similar level. Uh, as Trev said, they're slightly higher up in the league and they had been doing better than us. They'd spent more money in the summer than us. They had done more aggressive uh, stuff in the market uh, than we had. And they had gone out and got uh, Ancelotti. We'd got who who's proven he's won leagues he's won champions leagues you know in several different countries and we got peps number two yeah and but, that was a huge but, huge thing but my point is is that they're not an elite team they i don't think ancelotti is happy with the team as it is i don't think that's the team that you know he's just a team that he's inherited so i'm not putting them up there as like a as a real they've been, they've been on good form but they're not a real test for us yet there, mate. I think it was a test. It was a test for both teams because you've got to think of it this way. These teams are, well, Everton team and our team are probably on par of what team, you know, how they play at the minute and the level of the squads. I think they're actually, you know, I think they're on par with each other. So I think it's definitely a test for both teams it, rather than it, just Arsenal. But, but well, I, I, I agree with you in some respect. They're not an elite team. They're not they're an elite not. team. They're just a team no. that are in the same position as us. Yeah. They were away. We were at home. We scored three. They scored two. They were the hardest. It's, 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 it's they pretty were much the like hardest opposition. They were probably the hardest opposition outside Chelsea that we faced since we had Arteta in place. That's what I mean. So that's what I mean. So we faced Chelsea. We could see the two goals. We faced Everton. We could see the two goals. So it's not like I'm not sort of like doing a sing and dance about you know where we are defensively as a team because we're still conceding when we face good teams. However, we're scoring a bit more now, so it's not costing us as as much as it could. Just before half Liverpool conceded, Liverpool conceded two goals at home this week against a team that are not fit to lace Everton's boots. You know, it's Liverpool, 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 Liverpool are twenty-two points clear at the top. From yeah, second place, but they continue. I know they could afford to. Hey, if we were twenty-two to points clear, I don't mind conceding two goals to West Ham. Honestly, the, you know, <laughs> but we're not in that position. We're in a position where training match, Trev. You what, mate? And I said that's Liverpool's training match, mate. Yeah, yeah but they're not, they're not know, playing for anything anymore. The title's probably just about theirs, aren't they? Just like, do yeah, is walk it home. Game. 
Yeah. Oh, trust me, boy. Remember our season. They're playing for a lot. They mm. are playing to beat our record, and they are playing to go unbeaten. They're they 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 they're home and dry in the league, but they're not not under pressure. Trust me, they've got other things in their head, just like we had going round that season when we went unbeaten. There's still a lot of pressure on them, and uh, as a, uh, as 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 we have been over the last few years, I never. Do you know what, Corey, uh, Mike, Fergus? I never thought the day had come when I was comparing us to Everton, Sheffield United, Leicester. You know, I didn't, but we are. That's the level we're at. And I don't if the way we've been, if we could see two goals at home, I'm not happy. But as long as we score three or four, then I'll take the win and take the points. Yeah, but Ter- Terry yeah. makes a good point on here as well. We faced Man United, conceded zero goals. Um, so com- comparing teams of who we're against at the moment, Leicester over the last three or four years have improved vastly. Everton, as I said, invested well and have improved. Other teams have improved. Okay. I wouldn't put your Sheffields in there yet because there are Southampton have done it every now and then and, and gone up and down the league uh, and so on. But Everton consistently have been there or thereabouts in that top 10 top, and, and, and nudging on the European spots for a good few years. Leicester have been in and nudging on the European spots. We've dropped off. Chelsea have dropped off over time. Liverpool have dropped off. Uh, and, and Man United have, you know, and Chelsea, all, all, all of them. All of the, uh, the top 10 have all rotated o- o- over the years. Um, look, listen, just before half time, it was three minutes before uh, after the 45 minute, absolute shambles def- uh, of defence. Um, Leno and Bellerin. Um, Bellerin, for me, uh, one of the, the, the worst, and this is going to sound really harsh, but one of the worst players on the pitch uh, on, on Sunday, in my view, defensively poor. Um, crossing, he doesn't. He he didn't put in that many uh, decent crosses, uh, and he was caught really, really shy. He, he, if he was half decent defender wise, we talk about Ashley Cole or, or any of those that are on 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 the line to clear a ball uh, to cover the keeper. Um, he he was he was poor. What do you think, Mike? Uh, he hasn't had a great couple of games, has he? He's, uh, he has faced some tough opposition with the, the uh, in the Newcastle game and uh, obviously Richarlison in this game. So he has had some difficult um, competition there. So it's, I don't know, I think he just, he had a poor couple of games. I still think after, what well, did he have, an ACL? So he's still he's still giving time to get rid of that rust, uh, so trying to pick his pace up and stuff. You know, it's, it's just one of the things, sometimes you... Can you give him that time though? That's the that's the I think that's the question that people, people need to hear. People talk about move him on. Would you mm. move him on? Cash mm. in. I don't know. He's, he's a funny boy, isn't he? He's a funny mm. boy, Bellerin, because mm. he, he flatters to deceive. One game you look at him, or, or for two or three games, he'll have a run of two or three games, and you'll think, ah, oh, future Arsenal captain. This boy is he's the bee's knees, you know. And then yeah. he'll go next week. He'll turn up and. And and you won't see anything of him. He's he's a funny lad, Bellerin. I'm yet to work him out. I am, but uh, he's been at the club a long, long time now. Since he was a nipper, isn't he? Yeah. You know, so he's he's homegrown. He's before he was 16, so he's 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 in that homegrown category. He's considered as like a British player, although I know he he does can represent Spain. Uh, but you know, if if he's not, if he's a bit rusty why can't Maitland Niles I know it's not his natural position but Maitland Niles was holding down a position really really well in there Corey who would you have over uh, Maitland Niles or Bellerin I stick with Bellerin um because 
he like like Trev said, he's been with us a long time. He's been our like number one right back for a while. Um, he is coming back from injury. He's only going to get better by playing games. Um, in terms of if you look at potential and who's potentially better out of him and Maitland, I think I've seen more from Bellerin. Not consistently, but I've seen more to tell me that he will eventually become, you know, uh, uh, a world-class right back. Um, whereas Maitland now has, has done a good job there. But, you know, we spoke about players playing that position. Maitland now sees himself as a midfielder as well. So... And but what what what's he done wrong that he didn't get a game against um, uh, Olympiacos on Thursday? Well, we will talk about the Olympiacos game in a little bit, slight more detail, but not a huge amount on Thursday. More from Trevor's point of view than than anything else. But um, we played Mustafi, I think, on the right uh, right um, right back on on Thursday. What's Maitland? Where's he gone wrong, Corey? I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I've not been happy with Arteta's handling of Maitland now since Bellerin's um, regained fitness, to be honest with you, because Bellerin comes in and then Maitland now just disappears. Um, he's a versatile player. He's a good player to have on the bench. What, what game was it where Xhaka had to end up playing at left-back? Um, and I remember thinking, where's Maitland now? He would have been really handy to, to bring off the bench right now and we could have slotted him there, but he wasn't, he wasn't even in the squad. There's so, no talk. There's no talk of any uh, fitness issues with him. It's either got to be Arteta doesn't like him, and there's an attitude problem. I'm going to say it's an attitude problem. You reckon? I reckon, yeah. Really? It all come out, it all yeah. come out about Gwendozi, didn't it? You know, uh, Gwendozi had a big spat up at a dance or something, didn't he? Or whatever, uh, a gathering or whatever else. He took his top off or something and started swinging it around, acting like a kid, which is fair enough. He's only what twenty. Let him get on with it. He's just a lad. We've all been there. I think some of us still do it in our forties, don't they? Well, sixties with you two. Um, I'm forty nine uh, undefeated, and I yeah. sung about it. Okay, well, it's uh, no. I think I think we're making Niles. Is I think I think the problem is we're making Niles. Is he's just got a bit of a big mouth. Is 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 gone on a bit too much about he doesn't like playing there. At the end of the day, Saka. He doesn't. He said he he wants to play left wing, but when they turn around and say you need to play left back. He's 18 years old. He's playing left back. He's playing for the shirt. You know, he's doing a job. He's getting involved. He's just, he's just doing what he's been asked. Maitland Niles could do exactly the same. You know, Give I need me the to play right back. Wear that and I'll play wherever the bloody hell you want. Exactly. So, and Maitland Niles had the perfect opportunity to keep Bellerin yeah. on the bench. You know, he was playing well at right back. He's done everything. He was doing everything he was asked. See, I don't know he, anything. I- it come out. He did come out and he said he wanted to be a midfielder. I don't like playing at right back. I like playing in midfield. And it's like it's ruined him because there's other people in front of him. Go on, Trev. See, I Trev. don't know anything about about. Uh, I don't know anything about Maitland Niles' attitude. I've not heard anything on that. And I was wondering what had got off because I, he just sort of disappeared very quickly out of the team and out of the squad. You no, know, I, I was saying a, very briefly. I don't know what's happened to Andy Maitland Niles. I never knew he had a, an attitude problem. That's news to me. But um, he's, um, I felt a bit sorry for him. Really. He's just disappeared completely off the scene, isn't he, you know? But uh, going back to Saka at, at, at left-back, I, I really wish that we could talk him into playing there and staying there, you know, because you can see game for a game him growing into that position. And the more he grows into it, the more he gets forward and the more chances he creates for himself and for others. I mean, that nutmeg the other day against Newcastle, wow, lovely, lovely. 
But that 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 he could do that as a winger as well. But that that that's Arteta's job. You look at what Wenger done with with uh, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry played for France in the World Cup as a left back, uh, uh, World Cup of Euros in ninety whatever it was, and then we signed him. And he moved him up the wing, and you know he ended up coming the striker and the, and, the, and the superstar he was, even if he did handball handball a game, uh, a goal against Ireland. Oh, but, let it know. go! <laughs> I'm never, I'm never letting that go. I'm never letting that. Lauren, go. there's a name you should. And a frog, Lauren, left uh, right winger, ended up at right back. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, twenty six seconds. Actually, just before half time, I, I watched match of the day, and people were booing at half time. You know, for Christ's sake, there was a lot of empty seats, so you can't say there was tourists and stuff like that. Um, who, who's booing uh, the site? We're, we're doing all right. We, you know, uh, and 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 I was talking to Potsy about uh, and and you, Trev, on on uh, on the weekend, and we're just talking about how uh, it, it's such a different atmosphere going to the games this season and this over the last probably season, season and a half, where where people have. We don't have the expectations that we're going to win the bloody league, but we're there to support our team, and and and, and it just feels more like we're we're Arsenal fans rather than people that you know have a, an an automatic right to say we need to be in the FA Cup final, we need to be winning the league. Da 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 da. Um, Terry said they were booing the referee. I I I don't know why they were booing the referee. Terry, you can maybe explain. Later, and we'll we'll go back to that. But second half, twenty six seconds in, Abamyang's header, Pepe another assist. Pepe is growing, don't you think, Mike? Oh yeah, hundred percent. We all said it. He needs to take time. You know, he's he's coming from the French league. He's going to take a bit of time to come into it. He's still sort of growing in the league. He's he's growing faster and faster now. Uh, but we all said it was going to take time, and it, it's working out well for him. For him, and uh, the crosses that he's been putting in have been brilliant. He's He's taking corners now as well, which I've noticed on that uh, right hand side. So that it's it's making a massive difference. And then after uh, that went in, uh, well, again, a lot of people missed that one, me included, um, because we were still stuck in the bar, <laughs> um, getting a beer um, uh, at half time, and it went to VAR, I think, as well. But from then on in, it was more or less Corey. It was more or less. Uh, all Everton, Everton pressure. There was an awful lot of pressure, and we defended as a unit. And um, Arteta talked about after the game on his uh, post-match interview about um, the, the, the being as a collective and defending as a collective is the basis where everything starts. For what, what, what did you make of the second half, um, and what did you make of how we withstood that Everton pressure, which did seem like it was coming on and on and on in waves. <sighs> It's um, it's still not something I really like to see. Like it's it's happened in a few games, quite a few games, only all games actually, where we have to really sit back and 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 deal with um, waves and waves of attack at us, and we can't really seem to to stop it when we want. We have to sort of wait for them to run out of energy before we sort of get back into the game. Um, it's still something that we need to learn to stop. It's improved. Because um, it was really bad under Emery, it's improved after with Arteta. He knows he's he's introduced things like tactical fouls. Um, you know, give, when you do give away a free kick, make sure you kick the ball away, disrupt their rhythm and whatnot. But we're still 
not quite there yet. So it's still something I expect um, against any team pretty much um, that we're going to have to deal with um, that level of pressure and just hope that we don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't cost us. And, and to be honest with you, it hasn't really cost us that much um, since Arteta's come in. I've seen it a lot, but in terms of them, the other team actually putting the ball in the net, um, it's, it, we've, we've done okay. 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 And Eddie came close. He hit, hit the, uh, is it the bar or the post just on that corner, the, the, the corner of the bar? Um, crossbar. crossbar. Crossbar, yeah, yeah. It, 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 he hit there. And it, it was what I liked about that was his poacher stance, just standing on the edge of the box, waiting for the ball to break free and just pick up on, on those loose balls. And I thought he was really unlucky. Um, not, not not to score on that one. Um, it probably would have been slightly against the run of play because of uh, what we said a few minutes ago about the, the amount of um, work and effort that uh, Everton would put in. Leno kept us in the game. He was a sweeper-keeper at points. Uh, he came right out and, and, and done some clearing, which I, uh, you know, I didn't think he had the best first half, but I thought in the second half in particular, he was much, much, much better. Um, we criticised Leno. I got an absolute bollocking. At half time, <laughs> you reckon? Oh, yeah, 100%. He must have got an absolute roasting from Arteta. He had a really poor first half, and then second half, it was unreal. Yeah, it's like, where have you come? Where have you turned up from? Well, we, we again, I know we flick back to the Burnley again because we were together at there, and uh, again, it's different when you're watching the game in the stands and when where we were right behind him in that. First, I'm looking at his, his distribution seemed really slow and stagnant and he seemed to slow down the play and stuff like that. And he was doing that again in the first half against Everton. Um, and he was a bit loose on some of the stuff he was doing. But in the second half, as you say, something, he had a rocket put up somewhere. Um, and and he was he was much, much better. Manuel Sabaya, Neuer in disguise. What's that? A Neuer. Neuer in disguise. Sabias <laughs> uh, and Shaka. What do we think of this pairing? Shabias and Chaka. Well, you touched on it earlier, Mike. I think um, Trev. What do you what do you make of that um, that pairing of of, of those two? Do, do, do. No problem with it. I'd, I'd prefer Shabias to get his hair cut. To be honest, I'm not happy about that silly ponytail on his head. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> apart from that, oh, yeah, God. They're, they're working all right, aren't they? And Jacka's Jacka's effort levels have gone up. He's starting the, the fans are starting to come around to him a little bit again you know um well i am yeah i am I, I, you know and, and when he walked around the field the pitch at the end jacker was was very demonstrative with the fans clapping and cheering so yeah um yeah i've got no problem with sabios and jacker I, I just feel a bit sorry for terrera to be honest because i i love the way terrera's effort levels are right up. okay so, so you, you you got terrera you got Gwendozi and you get Sabias and Shaka. Uh, who would out of those four? Who would be your preferred partnership? Or, as I've suggested before, could you rotate Ozil and Gwendozi? At the moment, at the moment, going purely on the last three or four weeks' form, I would pick Ozil in front of Gwendozi. Me, I never thought I'd hear the day I'd say it. But I would actually pick Ozil in front of Gwendozi, going on very recent form. Much the same as I just said, Xhaka's c- come back into the fold. Shabaya seems to be playing better than when he was, you know, than when the start of the season. So, um, and Gwendozi, Gwendozi's even seeming to cut out falling on the floor a bit. Um, 
So any of them, as I said right at the start of this show, any of them for me, whatever Arteta picks, I'll go with and we'll see how we go. You know, none of I don't think any of them have played badly enough to me feel I don't want them to be in the side. Let's put it that way. In fairness, I, I, I know I said about Shaka that I, I, I don't particularly, I'd never want to see him in a shirt again after his behaviour, um, what he did uh, after the Palace game. But his his performance uh, on Sunday was excellent. His performance over the last four or five weeks has been excellent. Likewise with Mustafi uh, and, and, and other players that we've criticised over the time. Um, the one thing I found a little bit strange, and you tied a half touched on it, but... You guys watching on TV, uh, Corey, you can go first. Um, Ozil's performance overall. Uh, there was people singing his name. They were hanging from the rafters. He got a standard ovation. and uh, I didn't see it. Do you know what? There's still a large collective of fans that want to love Ozil. Because um, he's that, you know, you know, Ozil at his best is the type of player that any, any fan wants at their club. You know, um, that amount of talent, that 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 passing ability, that movement. So we, you, we, they still really just hope that you know he can get back to it. So any little thing that he does, you know, any forward pass, um, they they celebrate it. Um, for me, the sort of what you're talking about with the midfield, I think you do have to stick with the midfield as it is because we've actually scored the most amount of goals um, since Arteta has come in with this um, midfield trio because what we, we got four against Newcastle. We should yeah. have got about three um, against Olympiacos and we've got three um, against Everton. So, you know, before we were struggling for goals, it was too many draws, a lot of one-ones. Um, you know, Sebias has come in. It seems to be working. Ozo's not really, he's not stood out for me. He's just, he's done okay. You know what I mean? He's not been given a ball away or anything. But yeah, people's, you know, going a bit overboard with his performances. I'm not sure about that, but I'm still, I still would stick with him. There's there's lots of comments about people. I don't know if it, if the, the the attraction we've got here, but like it seems that we're a little bit more level on here. I think Ozil is an, a, an amazing player. I think on his day, he can be a worldy player. Um, but I haven't seen that for a number of years uh, in in red and white or yellow or whatever color shirt we're playing. Um, and I do think some of it is just people just like the brand Ozil. Um, listen, we've done enough on that game. We've been way, way over the top. second credit for other people. Go on, go on, Trent. I'm sorry. I, I said it after the Newcastle game. Ozil is taking, Ozil's taking credit for other people's work rate. I'm sorry. Ozil is, Ozil is nowhere at the level that he was that we know he can be. Now, remember wow. last season's uh, Europa League final, boys. I tore him to pieces. I was very unhappy with him. But he is he's better than he was, like the rest of the team. And do you know what? The reason we're having we were able to have this great debate, boys, about our midfield and even about our defense is because at the moment you can actually make a case for any of them getting in the side. On the day, you can make a case for any of them being in a starting lineup because they've all picked it up. It's a lovely debate to have, and it's a lovely place to be in. You know, I, 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 I was going to say before we move on to that, I was going to agree with Trevor about Xhaka as well. He has stepped up a bit. No, I don't feel he should be in an Arsenal search. Also, I'm still with you, Fergus, in that sort of sense. But he has stepped up his play and he's playing really well. Ceballos, uh, I said it on the last game as well, that guy can hit a ball on a five-pence piece. His passing range in everything else is unbelievable. And he, he has lost the ball a couple of times. He, he does lose it. He's not in a defensive mid, though, so, where, so he's playing where Terray would probably normally play. So he does 
does get a bit muffled up with that one a bit. But I just feel with with Jacka and Tobias playing relatively well together at the minute, I think Ozil's taken a lot of that credit, and I don't like it. I really don't like it. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't, I don't agree with it. He made for me, he made one decent pass, and that was to Pepe to cross it in to uh, Abamian for the goal. Agreed. That was the only Agreed. pass I saw Ozil play, and that was the only decent pass I saw him play. Agreed. Agreed. Olympiacos away. Uh, Trevor, you took the trip out to Athens. Uh, we done that little morning uh, uh, morning piece from outside the stadium, which was really, really good and really, really gives you a nice flavour of the build-up of the day and everything else. An absolute crap time for kickoff. Uh, 10 p.m. at night locally, 8 p.m. here. It should have been an earlier game. Um, Laka um, and, <laughs> again, Ozil's, uh, their performances – um, I messaged you, I think, at half time about Lacazette because we we talked before the game and said about lineups and should Ozil play, should Lacazette start. I had said it would be better to start with Martinelli um, and then bring Lacazette on with twenty minutes so he boost his confidence, get an away goal maybe. Um, and at half time, I messaged you that and and you actually agreed because he was he was poor in the first half, don't you think? Yeah, it wasn't brilliant. But what you've got to remember is it was a European away um, against a, 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 an half-decent, not the best Olympiacos side, but a half-decent Olympiacos side. And it was my first visit to Olympiacos and the fans, their fans are amazing. Passionate and loud. Host, well, not to me, they weren't. And, and I'll only talk as I find, you know, they okay. were passionate and, and, and they lifted them through that first half. And I thought we really put a shift in and... Uh, to Nick, the win was lovely at the end. Um, I, I've I, once again, yeah, Lacquer wasn't brilliant, but then again, the ball wasn't getting forward as much as we'd like. Uh, he did it, boys. I've had a few beers. Did he miss an early chance? He did, didn't he? Yeah. He missed yeah. an early chance, yeah. A I, I, that was, yeah. And, and I thought to myself, oh, it's going to be one of them nights they're going to go away now and turn it around, but they didn't. We were all right, and then he got his goal at the end, and I was over the moon for him, to be honest. But it was a the great first... day. You see, what you got to remember is, boys, uh, Fergus, you touched on it just now. It was a 10 p.m. kickoff. So by the time it comes to kickoff, we've had a few beers, uh, uh, and so the, the game's brilliant, but you don't remember a lot of it, if I'm honest. It might be an age <laughs> thing as well, you know. It might be an age uh, thing as well. Trevor, 4.30 at a Sunday yeah. kickoff can be difficult for me to remember some of it. Yeah, we'll move on to that shortly. But you see what <laughs> happens is, right? It's a 10 p.m. kickoff. And then when you play these games in them countries, they don't let you out of the ground straight away, you know. 70 minutes, an hour and 10 minutes after the end of the game, we were still locked in the ground. But you had some entertainment. Friend. We did. Our righty came out and said hello. And um, I don't know if... I, well, you wouldn't have seen it on the telly. It was lovely seeing righty. And they sang his name. They sang it loud and proud. But also... Uh, some of the Arsenal players come out and had a warm down after all the Olympicos fans had gone. And then um, Holding and the new lad, Mari, done a couple of laps of the pitch on their own after and Holding entertained us a bit by sliding around. And then um, Mari done a lap of the pitch on his own and he come over to the Arsenal fans in the corner and give it the old badge kiss, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know how we read into that, but um, it, it was good and uh, it was a great trip. And uh, Mari seemed very passionate. He, I mean, listen, listen, Trev, there are no mugs. Um, they've only lost to Bayern Munich and to us uh, in Europe. 
um, in I don't know how long. Um, and we're, we're playing them again. Laka got his away goal, so that's his fourth away goal in in any game since 2017. Hopefully, that might unlock him a little bit. Uh, Corey, uh, what's your expectations of Thursday night, tomorrow night? Um, win. Um, just a, uh, we were. I think we got to a bit of a shaky start. They they were really like putting it on us at the start. Um, but you know, we then came into the game. We created some chances. Um, we should have scored more. Um, so I expect more of the same um, at home. You, you, you know, when you take a one one nil. Um, away, then you definitely expect to go through the tie. Um, I don't expect us to let it slip at this point. So I think um, a sort of nice, comfortable win at home, I think. I think they'll be, they'll be going for it, but um, we can match them and I think we'll score again. And I think we'll um, wrap it up. So what's your, what's your score yeah. prediction then for tomorrow? Um, two, one. Oh, okay. That makes it a little bit tight. It depends on when they score that one goal. Yeah, I think they might because I think they're really going to be going for it. And, you know, as we discussed earlier, you know, when we're a bit under pressure, we tend to sit back and we let the teams come onto us. Um, and it's very, they're very capable of getting a goal um, if, we, if we allow them to, you know, um, to pressure us like that. But, um, but I think, we, you know, we'll make sure that we'll score more than them. Okay, Mike. What's your thoughts on on tomorrow night's game? Uh, do you think see it uh, as an exciting game? Do you see it as a as a, as a win and going through? What's your score prediction? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I could probably see us going through, but I think it's probably going to be a bit tight again. So I'm probably going to say my score prediction is probably going to be one nil. Okay, Trev, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I do you know what I agree with both Corey and and Mike. I think it's going to be tighter than you think, but I'll be very very disappointed if we if we didn't come away and be in that draw on Friday for the next round. As a matter of fact, I'll be more than disappointed. I'll be shocked. So I'm with Mike. I think I think it might be a little one niller. I think we'll play it tight and uh, sneak a win. I I can't go now, Fergus. Unfortunately, I'm having to miss the game. So. Um, but um, I think we'll be. I think we'll. I think we'll. We'll, we'll nick a win. It'll be tight, and we'll be in that drawer on Friday. And uh, I've just seen the result come through. Rangers have just won, haven't they? So they're they're in the drawer on Friday as well. That'd be a nice trip. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not for me. <laughs> Maybe not for me. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, Right, uh, so I'm going. Probably, I think I'm going to agree with Mike. I think one nil as a victory. Although I can see it being something really tight, um, a nil nil, a one one. I, I don't see that uh, a, a lot of goals in this. We've got Pompey then on Monday in the FA Cup. Um, you're going down to that one, Trev, aren't you? Oh, most certainly am, Fergus. Yes, I'm staying. Oh, don't. I- Oh, yeah, I'm most definitely... Sorry, I'm in this big, horrible chair in this caravan. I'm slumping a bit. I do apologise. Yeah, going down on Monday. Got to stop over again because it's another Monday night game. Thank you very much, TV companies. Yeah. Um, But but we're we're booked in a hotel. Me and Terry are going down. And uh, once again... No, we are not sharing a room. He snores like a horse, that Terry Greenwood. Snores (laughs) like a horse. Right? 
under no circumstances. You, if you paid me a thousand pound a night, Fergus, I wouldn't share a room with him. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll be very shocked if we don't turn Portsmouth over as well because I think we're now at a level where we will beat Portsmouth, and um, we'll have a good night down there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm what, going what down Monday. One of my colleagues in work is a Portsmouth fan. He travels home and away. Uh, I think he's a debenture holder and everything else as well. So he, he's he's Portsmouth through and through. Um, and I spoke to him when the draw happened. And I said, what do you reckon? He says, and this is before we started improving the way we have been. He says, it really depends how serious we take it. And I, I do think Arteta will take every competition that we're in seriously. And it's about uh, a winning mentality uh, right through to the end of the season and see where we end up. Um, so... Uh, Corey and Mike, what's your thoughts on the Pompey game? Do you think we were going through on that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think obviously he's got to rotate, um, but I still we've got. I think we've got quite a few players that are sort of, you know, want to get some minutes in, um, and yeah, we'll be too much for them, definitely. I, I Mike, win. yeah, I agree with Corey. I think we, we're going to win that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And and okay, we got we got Pompey away, but in in the league, the the, the following three games after that, um, who is it? We've got West Ham. Is it Southampton? Uh, and Brighton, Brighton, Fergus as well. Is it yeah, Brighton? Yeah, yeah, Brighton's one of the games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got we we got Southampton and Brighton and West Ham. Those three games, I'd like to see nine points. I don't see like you know West Ham. Okay, they West Ham are, uh, you know, they're in. Deep, deep, deep crap at the minute, and they they look like they're probably going down. Played well against Liverpool, I think they were unlucky. They were unlucky against Liverpool. They were unlucky against Liverpool. But I'd like to see uh, nine points out there. Can you can you see anything less than nine points? Anybody out of those three games? Um, yeah, I, I I Southampton are tricky. West Ham have got good players that on their day can cause anyone problems. But it's a cliche, but it's true. Um, Brighton, I've got bad memories of um, us playing Brighton last season, towards the end of the season. Um, I thought you felt were totally else with that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but um, but with the, with our form as it is, picking up their form as it is, um, I would expect us to get nine points. But with this season, you never know. Yeah, it's going to yeah, use. Corey's right again. Corey's right again. Sorry, Fergus. Um, I would be very disappointed if we don't come out with nine points. But both I went to both Southampton and Brighton away last season. And you're right, Corey, mate. We struggled at Brighton and we struggled at Southampton. We struggled against their big defenders, to be honest. that, that they, they outsized us, outmuscled us a little bit. But I would like to think that with the, with the way our team has improved and our effort levels have gone up, we might be able to nullify that this year. So... I'm, I'm hopeful of nine points. And with the way teams above us are yo-yoing, nine points for the next three games will see us, I would, I would hope, not far off a fourth spot. You know, probably three or four points off a fourth spot instead of the current seven. So let's hope for the nine points, yeah. And not that we worry about that lot, lot down the road, but uh, they haven't got a, uh, any any strikers as such. Uh, they got some oh, young well. guy called Parrot, um, uh, who they possibly would be playing up front. Uh, we're three points behind them. They, I, I, I've not looked at their, who they're playing, but I think they've got a tougher next three games uh, in the league than us. Um, I'm going to say it now. I expect um, Tottenham and Day to come back this season. I think 
we can finish above them. Good. I like yeah. you, Corey. You can come again. <laughs> I just don't, they just don't look great. Um, like you said, no Kane, no Son. I mean, you know, I, where where these where are these goals coming from? Where are these wins going to come from for them? Um, they, Mourinho has like for me, he's lost it. Um, I definitely think we can we can overtake them and and stay there. Well, the the, the biggest disruptor in that in that squad is Deli Ali, and Deli Ali. Uh, had a few games where Mourinho thought he was the dog's nuts and this, that, and the other. Uh, now... <laughs> <What's that? laughs> sorry, you were cracking up oh, there, but I think yeah, yeah. Back. Sorry, mate, I had a cough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, cough there, mate. But, but Deli Ali, uh, I think, um, is as bad as Mourinho is as as a member of a team, and and I think he could pull him apart, uh, and I, I don't think. His poor attitude, as much as sometimes he's been good, he can be a good player, his poor attitude, I think, will uh, cause them some downfall. On top of Mourinho's uh, imploding that he does once he starts losing the dressing room the, the wrong way. I suppose the only other thing that... They're lucky to have a midfielder. He should be easy at a red card on his last game, not Lou Celso. How uh, uh, bad is VAR? <laughs> you know what? I actually watched that live in the pub, and we talked about it, Trev, on on, uh, on Sunday. And I actually thought the way that um, the Celsa pulled out of the original tackle, where he was type of scissors uh, kicked by, I don't know who it was beforehand. Um, and then he jumped out of that, and he landed on uh, Asper Laqueto, who put his, his foot in to clear the ball. And he did get the ball, Asper Laqueto. But I thought, well, no, there was no intent or another. Yes, it was a horrible tackle. But I went no, no red card, and that's oh, yeah, it was definitely a red card. Hundred percent. I'm probably wrong, but I, I thought no red card. But I don't, I don't want to get into that debate. The one thing that could happen between now and I don't know. Well, that definitely end of the season. They're talking about the Olympics. They're talking about the Euros. They're talking about all sorts of things that could be cancelled. Um, the coronavirus. Now, the Camden virus we know is quite serious, and uh, that that can cause all sorts of. Um, vocal and mental issues um but the coronavirus is, is something that uh, everybody seems to be taking very very serious um do you think they'll start looking at like games and stuff like that trev, trev we, we talked slightly beforehand and you said you you'd take it into consideration go on well are they gonna have any option but to consider it fergus you know i mean this thing's killing thousands of people and it's now starting to kill thousands of people all over the world and, and large gatherings. Well, it, it, it's it's all over the world. It's killed all uh, thousands of people. It's killed thousands of people in, in China and it's spreading. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not dooming and glooming it, but you've got to be realistic. So of course it could be cause problems where there's mass gatherings of people, you know, um, uh, I hope it doesn't. I hope they come out with a with a, whatever they need to do and get rid of it pretty soon, you know. But you you do have to to, to consider it and you do have to be serious about it. You know, we it's not a laughing matter. People are losing their lives and losing their lives daily now, and it's spreading around the world. You know, I heard there was the first outbreak in Greece today, so it's now down in Greece, you know, and Italy's getting it badder. The rugby's in doubt, isn't it? So the rugby, yeah, the rugby cancelled in Ireland. Yeah. The, the the Ireland Italy game has been postponed. Oh, it's, it's been postponed now, is it, mate? I, yeah. I knew it was thinking of postponing, but we do have to take it seriously, and, and we do have to talk about it. We don't brush it under under the carpet. 
you, you, we talk about it and, and it concerns me greatly, you know? Um, and cause I, cause I don't like to see people ill and I don't like to see people dying and, and, and that's what's happening. So we need to stop it. And, and, and if part of the actions that stops it, he, he's, he's just putting, knocking football on here for a while, you know, football will always come back. People don't, you know, so we have to get our priorities right. True. And, uh, and and think about what 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 actions they take, and and I'll agree with anything they do if it keeps people safe. Sorry, Fergus, bleated on a bit there, mate. No, 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 it's, it, it's fine. I think I think the numbers you talk about, like saying thousands, are incorrect. There's a few hundred that have died. Lots of people have got the infection, but I don't think it's killed uh, loads and loads of people yet. Uh, but that could happen. But the flu does every year. Um, I asked um, a an Amazon device. I can't say it because there's one right beside me. Um, last year, how many people? Uh, died of influenza and it says 36,000 people in the United States alone died of influenza related um, uh, um, illness um, last year so you know um, I've got Arnie Arneson who says influenza killed 9,000 people in Norway last year so like you know it, 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 it the flu does so some of this is blown out the, 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 the by the media um, but I think the, that that this particular strain is just that little bit, um, a little bit uh, more fear. I think it's the percentage of mortality rate is above two percent, and that's why uh, it is. I wouldn't like to see football curtailed, but like you, uh, Trev, if it needs to be, it needs to be. Um, but you know, people just need to be sensible. Wearing paper masks is not going to do anything. Just wash your hands. Don't cough and spit everywhere and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's, it's for all them dirty bastards who can't be bothered to wash their hands after they've been for a pee at the toilet. Yeah, it's not hard. It takes a minute, less yeah. than a minute, just to wash your hands. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> Boys, sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. We've done public health. We've done Arsenal. We've done everything. Corey, your lighting is wonderful again, as always. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. <laughs> Trev, the caravan has been a success-ish. <laughs> what? We're not finishing this yet, Fergus. There's another matter we've not covered. There's another matter we have not covered. Very important matter. Your behaviour on Sunday, young man. <laughs> the entertainment value was... Uh, was 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 perfection yeah perfection my lovely wife has not stopped speaking about it all week how uh, um how your singing in an empty emirate stadium was echoing all around the ground yeah um probably the loudest singing that's been in there for many a year um yeah it was uh and i'm sure that tony adams even the statue had his eardrums burst when you were uh <laughs> when you were lent against him in your stupor uh singing to him but we, I, I must, I must say, right before we go, um, what a fantastic day we had on Sunday, and it was a fantastic trip to Athens as well with some great people. So uh, this part, the Arsenal family, you know, it's lovely. It's lovely. Like what we said earlier, it seems that this year, and, and, and maybe maybe last year or so, but this year just seems so much different than other years in, in supporting Arsenal. I, I, okay, I, I've, I've been a season ticket holder now for about 10 years. Um, I've been going to Arsenal for oh nearly 20 years on and off with various bits and pieces. But um, it, it just, it, it just, this year seems 
was a good bunch of people outside block five as well at half time. There was what? There was James, there was Emmett, there was uh, all, all the other guys that came and, and stood there. Uh, there was um, Ed from South Africa. There's, there was all, all of us, and we just meet and we just chat. And it, it just feels much more like an old Arsenal family again, Trev, don't you think? It does. It does. Do you think it's because we've got that little bit easier to watch, Fergus, and everyone's a little bit more positive? I know we're not a finished article yet. I know we're not, but it is easier to watch the Arsenal these last. Uh, you know, six you know months, what? I, don't, I you know? don't think it's necessarily easier. I think the atmosphere among the fans themselves—they're they're, they're happier with Arteta than they're not like at each other's throat over Wenger or over each over Emery in and out and getting bored with the football. Uh, I, I, but I also think there's an element of. You know, it's not about the football. It it, it is about the, the social. We, we we've type of accepted our lot as we are, and we we we're, we're willing to stay it at the long uh, stay in there for the long term, and, and and just you know support our team regardless of where we end up. And it, I ended up on Arsenal fans TV after the Brighton game just before Christmas on the Thursday night. Oh. <laughs> Mike, Mike, that face, Mike. Um, and I asked uh, the the crowd that were around us, would they still support us if we got relegated? I know I would. I know you, you other guys on here would support Arsenal, no matter what league they're in. Um, and it, it is, as Matt has said, putting some effort in. We've said it time after time after time. It's it's about if they turn up and they leave their, their their everything on the pitch, we'll support them. And we didn't see that all the time. And I think it, it it's that, and there's there's just a, a bit more ease about us as a fan base. What do you guys think from afar? Like you you, you watch more on. It's Camden Pierce. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you, you watch from from afar and, and don't get to as many games, Corey and Mike. Like Mike, you do more the away ones, um, and the away is a different atmosphere again, completely. But the, the, the Corey, what, what what do you think? Do you, what do you think might have changed? Expectations um, for what you think, where you think Arsenal should be, and and how they should be operating as a club. Um, you've got some fans who are like you that, are, you know, I support the team no matter what, um, doesn't matter where we end up, even if we're relegated. And there's some that think that the, the, the club and the team should have maintained a higher standard. We um, should have, but. Yeah, should have, but, but it's that, but it's like, well, we were told that, you know, this is, this is going to be our level, that we're going to be a top team. And so, therefore, that's what so a lot of people got invested in. And then when that, if that hasn't transpired, um, then what do you do? It's like, okay, then you have to keep lowering your expectations. And some people are not comfortable doing that because the club want you to lower your expectations. They just want to be able to just, you know, um, charge you whatever they want to charge you for, for your season ticket and, and hope that you, you'll pay it no matter what. Now, is that right? If, we look at, if we're looking at, you know... Um, consumers and um owners should it be right that you they that you're going to pay them pay the money no matter what watching subpar performances watching just okay players um when you're paying more than what you know real madrid fans are paying you know so it's, it's for me i can see both sides i can see everybody's point of view um i wouldn't be happy paying for 
um, a subpar product in any other warp of life. So, you know, if I were going to a restaurant and their, and their food is not as good as it used to be, am I going to continue going? You know, no, I'm going to probably want to go somewhere else yeah, where it's better. I, 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 get, I get that. I get that. And I understand that. And I, I, I'm, I'm very much at the same elk in, the, in everything else in life, except for when it comes to what, what, what we do, what we do here, what, how we behave. I don't behave like I normally behave at football every other day of the week. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I let myself go. I enjoy myself. So, I'm, so for I you, hope you, enjoy, you enjoy, <laughs> so you enjoy the social aspect of it. Absolutely, yeah. as well as the football. But yeah, it is. But the, it, but, the, but the social plays a big part because if you stop going to matches, you're not going to see the lads, and you know it's a, it's, yeah. it's 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 a good time for you, no matter what. But for some people, the, their social aspect is a lot less. Some people go just to watch the football. You know, um, I see. I've I've gone to matches and there's guys standing just by themselves. They don't really have anyone around them that they're you know cheering with or anything. Well, They've gone how, just to see what's on the pitch. That's how I started going. I I, I my season tickets on my own. I met Trevor through Johnny and all the others that meet at Block 5. Most of us are all just single guys on single season tickets, single silvers. And we just all have gathered and we built a social circle together. And maybe that's what it is, Trev. Maybe that, maybe that's what's got better. Like, Mike, you've come down there and it, it, it's a good laugh. And, and how you met me was via Arsenal Fans Forum. And then you came down to an Everton game towards the end of the season. You introduced to the lads and Burnley. the rest is history. Burnley, that Burnley game, wasn't it? Burnley, last, Burnley uh, Wenger's game. That's a Wenger's last game, yeah, home game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, this, this is why I get the ump. Listen, this is why I get the ump about the TV, right? We play Wolves on Easter Monday. There'll be seven games this season on a Monday night. Six of them away from home. And it needs to be said that it doesn't help us fans. Oh, Corey, you're right again. I'll keep agreeing with you tonight. Um, it's It's... I keep saying to myself, why do I go? Why do I go to the Arsenal? The last couple of seasons when we're being awful, why am I keeping going? We keep going because, because we're fans, but we also fortunately have a great social life at the Arsenal as well, you know. Ross, and these Monday you. night games ruin it. Ruin it. Well, we've got to be idiots, haven't we, really, you know? Got to be idiots. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be there on Monday night and I'll be there again against the Wolves game. It's I don't know why I do it, but I love it. So I agree with you there, Trev. Monday night, eight o'clock on Easter Monday. It's ridiculous. That absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I might. You've I got might no try. chance. Yeah. I might try and get Easter Monday one. I, I'll see what's going on. I got lots going on at the minute. So, right, okay, guys. Um, we have overran. Um, but that's uh, that's normally par from the course. I thank you again, everybody, for joining in in the chat. And uh, obviously, you guys joining in here, given uh, joining in the conversation. This, as we demonstrated at the end, is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, um, you can like and subscribe us on YouTube, Periscope now as well. I don't even know how it works, but uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Guns and Ribbons. On everything else, we're at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, Trev, you can say the closing line. Up the Arsenal. I don't say up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Well, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. 
Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 